Welcome to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. I am the big guy, Ryback, joined by Raj Geary, Wrestling Inc., WrestlingInc.com. What's going on this week, Raj? It's been, it's been, I'm feeling good. How about you? It's been crazy, craziness. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel, I, I feel better than ever. So yeah. I'm uh, 39 now, but I, I feel 20, 26, 27. So I'm those, uh, uh, those pictures popping up everywhere. All these articles about uh, how uh, my newfound vegan with the vegan diet that well, I've always been in shape. So I think it's right. a little unfair to the because <laughs> I think if you go and just look at the ab photos of that, I post, I will say, though, my weight and every like I'm in the 290s in, in lean right now. And, and I'm going on week eight of the of being vegan. I have no intentions of, of slowing down on it. it just every Every workout and every week, I'm just getting better and better. And the inflammation just keeps going down. The scar tissue, we keep breaking more and more in my shoulder. You know, yesterday training legs and like, I, I'm, I'm leg pressing 1,080 pounds easy. Like not even like, and that, that used to be where I at least feel it. I don't know what I'm, I'm peaking really timing wise with all this going into the stem cells in February. And I wish I can get them right now. I'm very, very eager to get going, but. There's no crowds in wrestling, nothing going on. But I was happy to see that that they it did get some coverage in the vegan community. I'm like the golden ticket for these people to uh, a, a muscle guy, the most jacked vegan, as I say, on the planet uh, that can uh, help raise awareness on on how beneficial the diet can be. So they uh, they did say I was retired though, and they called. There were two major flaws in it. They one they said I was retired, which there's no source for that or anything, which have never never even never even been a discussion and two i'm known as the big man not the big guy so they uh they they really did their homework on the article <laughs> i mean a, a wikipedia search would have brought that up but i mean you just any you just click on anything that i do and it's the big guy right back i go god i'm retired and i'm the big man but at least i'm big so i'm happy <laughs> yeah at least they got that part right so this yeah. medium-sized man wouldn't have worked yeah, um, no, they, uh, it, was, it was good, good though. I'm very happy though, everything. Yeah. So, well, obviously, right now, uh, COVID has got everything kind of changing and plans changing. And right now, WWE is scheduled to leave the Thunderdome in just, uh, in just a, a few weeks. By this time this month, they'll be gone. Uh, I believe the first week of December, they got their contract extended a couple weeks. They were supposed to go right after Survivor Series. And apparently, one of the places they're looking at is uh, Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida. It's an outdoor stadium. It's a baseball stadium. could hold like 45,000 fans, uh, 42,000 fans, rather. And uh, it would be outdoors. They'd, they'd have fans there. It wouldn't be the Thunderdome. Uh, the only thing is it's kind of an old arena. The power goes out a lot during baseball games. Uh, it's, it's happened several times. But still, it would be in front of fans, no longer at the Thunderdome. Uh, but that is just one of the options that they're looking at. And they sent a survey uh, this past week to fans asking, how comfortable they'd be, you know, in indoor stadium, how uh, indoor arena, how comfortable they'd be outdoors, uh, if they would even go at all. So they're clearly looking at um, places where they can hold fans. Yeah, man, Tropicana Field. I didn't realize I've been there for the for the Rays games. I've been to one or two of them in the when I lived there. That was, I mean, but I guess that was a new stadium when I was a kid. So that is, it is. Time flies, man, because it, it doesn't seem like I, all that long ago to me, but it, clearly it has been a minute. The, um, you know, the Thunderdome, it, it, 
I watching that and seeing that, like you said, like that is the most realistic like feel as far as the even though I like having the the, the people there like AEW and the more you see it though, it is weird because it's not it's like a really empty show still. Right. You know, that's what it reminds you of kind of a little bit. Is as great as it is, but as better as it is than the other. But you know, I think we gotta eventually that Thunderdome, they can only it's expensive. They only have that place for a certain period of time. So you know, they, they, if they have to, maybe they're forced to look at other options. It'll be interesting to see that the production on outside. Um, is that an indoor stadium? They don't, do they have a roof on that or no? Uh, no, no. Oh yes. Yes, they do. I'm sorry. It's a dome stadium. So. Dome stadium. Yeah. So they'll be able to still, it'll be like an indoor show still the, the way they have that set up. Yeah. Cause I, I could have swore. I, they, I think they just, the, when I was there, but yeah, man, I think it, it's, People choose to go, and they and they it's not going to be full capacity anyways. I think it's a step in the in the direction of get of getting back to normal a little bit. So, yeah, AEW is doing it; they're fine. Yeah, uh, one thing that looks like is not coming back is live events. Uh, I guess WWE have been telling talents during um, contract negotiations that the old way of touring and doing house shows is not coming back. Praise the Lord, Rush. <laughs> praise the, I'm not religious, but praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, That's huge. Yeah, I mean, no more working Christmas, unless Monday Night Raw falls out of Christmas. But uh, yeah, uh, they just released another dozen employees uh, this past week, um, including Tony Chimmel, who's been there a long time. Yeah. Um, Great guy. And but basically the employees that were let go were the live events division. So they've completely gutted it and apparently have no uh and and, and it had been a money loser for, for a couple of years now. So since I left, I think, right? It. That's the timing of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now they got rid of all their drugs. Ryback claims live events failed because he <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's a beautiful thing. This is this is a that's a huge story, in my opinion. The, the Vince McMahon whoring out human beings and killing them early is done with. That's huge. That should be covered by, I mean, that is, this man has been taking advantage of people. And I, I said, for, from the beginning, since he took over from his dad. And you can read it in Bob Backlund's book, who Bob is one of the greatest guys ever. You could even tell how he changes his tone talking about Vince Jr. in his book. And he doesn't say anything directly, but you could just see the vibe change when he talks about how everything changed when Vince Jr. took over from his dad. Yeah. Man, that is uh I, I'm I'm Raj, I'm so happy for wrestlers, man. This is that's been one thing that for too long I lived it. And it, it, it's a big, big reason for the, the position, the situation I was in. And that company, not there one bit again, got to constantly remind people on that. So this is huge for the talent and moving forward for future wrestlers getting into the business that you don't have to destroy your life to go make this man billions of dollars. Beautiful thing. Very happy. Yeah. I mean, if you would explain the schedule to someone who's not a wrestling fan, they would just, they wouldn't believe it where it's 52 yeah. weeks, no, no time off. And, you know, it's not. You should have mandatory two months off of your, you know, yeah, full three to six hour drives every night on your own, or right. if you have a car with people, just chugging coffee to stay awake. They like force feeding you coffee there to keep you awake, brother. This is I, this is huge. AEW is changing the game. I'm telling you that that has a huge part of it because Vince and them they were losing money. They weren't they weren't going to pull that before. They would if, if if the virus and all this and AEW didn't come along, they would not have pulled it either. They would have found a way to keep them going one way or the other. So, yeah, 
man, I'm so happy for everybody that to, they can have a normal life and wrestle. The wrestling's the greatest job on the planet, man. And to not, but it's not the greatest job working for there and destroying yourself and losing your family and everything. It sucks. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is huge news. Also, um, <clears throat> with COVID, you know, throwing all the plans up in the air. And we should say this past week, Pfizer came out and they said their vaccine has, uh, during studies, shown to be 90% effective. It's going to start rolling out next month. It's going to take a while before it's widely available. But uh, there is a light at the end of the tunnel right now. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but WrestleMania 37, apparently there was talk of changing the date. Right now it's scheduled for March 28th, uh, 2021. But there are re- internal discussions to move it to mid-April. Um, I guess just to give it a little more time to see what happens. But yeah, WrestleMania, the date's not set. The location, they still haven't officially announced it, but it's expected to take place in Tampa, not in uh, not in Los Angeles. No, I, I agree. I think they're just buying themselves a little more time and, and seeing as we're waiting for things to change. And huge news on that vaccine for people. I've heard Pfizer, though, they're going to be doing a combo pack to increase uh, for men to get the, the vaccine. They're going to be doing a Viagra Cialis uh, vaccine combo for to entice people to actually to purchase it so to try to to try to get those vaccine numbers up but i uh i do think that it's a good like if it gets things back to normal which i did want to ask you though because i did hear somebody left a comment to me yesterday is Ticketmaster? did they put out a a, a, re- a press release saying that you have to have the vaccine to go to to purchase tickets through them so what what you need to have is either be vaccinated and then this is their current plan is it either okay. be vaccinated or have a negative test within three days of the show okay now okay. how they track that is going to be i mean that's a lot of tracking to do if you're if you're starting to get back to football games and, and great by then who knows if you know football seasons will probably be over but whatever that's a lot of you know negative COVID tests to track so we'll see how it works i mean yeah but that is one of the things, yeah. either vaccinated or a negative COVID test. That's a, no, that, that's a great point, Raj. I mean, Ticketmaster has their hands full just with their ticket system. Just uh, I would imagine that you have to bring in a whole new crop of people for, for that sort of thing. And I mean, that, that is pretty chaotic. Right. It's, it's, I think that that's maybe that they're banking on people to the, the way people are, let's be honest, a lot of people are lazy and they will just, well, let's just go get the vaccine. I want to go to that Britney Spears concert, hunt or whatever the hell they're going to. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I got to go see that monster trucks, babe. Let's get that vaccine. I mean, that is a great way to get people to get vaccinated. Yeah. They say uh, you want to go to, you know, this, the NFL this season, you know, uh, or oh, yeah, Britney Spears or whatever. whatever the monster truck. I don't plug into your your event of choice. It's but people because getting those tests are actually pretty. And then I know in Vegas it can be pretty lengthy. The wait sometimes, and you know it, a lot of people wait till last minute to get their tickets and stuff. And I think it's just going to be easy. They're just going to go get a, go get poked, and then yeah. So I mean, it, it, at least it's something though. It, where it seems at least the discussion is shifting to towards getting things going again so which is which is music to my ears absolutely uh bit cloud gaming sent a super chat thank you bit cloud gaming he said salute to you right back it would be awesome to have a one-on-one interview with you man if possible uh thank you very much buddy um 
We also reported exclusively at Wrestling Inc. that WWE is bringing in the Rascals from Impact Wrestling, uh, Desmond Xavier, Zachary Wentz, and Trey Miguel. Uh, they their deal with Impact was up, and WWE assigned them. There's they're smaller guys, so um, I don't know how well they would do on the main roster. But in NXT, uh, they're super talented, uh, you know, great athletes. Uh, Trey Miguel has got star written all over him, so yeah, I, I think they'll do well in NXT. Which is yeah. Bring them down there and see see what the how they fit in into that system, and then either leave them there. Yeah, I mean NXT needs all the talent they can get too with everything with with, with dynamite and stuff right now. But WWE, every I mean, all they have three rosters to fill. It's but typically you're it, it is much more difficult for a smaller guy to break out on that main roster, specifically in a, in a main event role. You know, you can get anyone over if you want to just give them TV time. But the WWE formula is a little different than other things. NXT's the hunter, the system down there is a little different for that even. So with Hunter being more involved, where they'll have a better chance to shine. Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon last week for SmackDown, he missed the TV taping, which was the first uh, TV taping he's missed since the launch of the Thunderdome. Um, that was a couple days after the election. I don't know if that's related at all, but uh, yeah. That Consoling was Donald. him donald and linda had a little uh powwow (laughs) figuring out what they're gonna do with andrew yang and then biden team that's gonna come after them right (laughs) yeah Uh, jake hager did an interview this past week with chris jericho and he talked about his money in the bank plans and you know when he won the money in the bank he ended up cashing in on chris jericho they had done some teases where he's going to cash in on John Cena. Mm-hmm. And he said, actually, the plan at one point was for him to cash in on Cena. However, Cena refused uh, to do the job. So yep. they changed the plans to Jericho. So that's the first time uh, that story, I believe, has been out there. There's a lot of stories, Raj. See, and, you know, and I spoke very openly. And there you get, you get criticism when you do that from the people that do. Like, they, they, it's, it was a very real problem at uh, different times with their, where he is vocal on things because he had a lot of power and things. Um, and we heard it again with the Nexus stuff, right? That's that's a confirmed story from – you got guys like Edge and Jericho that are very respected, right? So fans then can't – you can't say anything. You can't, like, you can't say, well, they're making it up. There's too many instances. And people in the business know. People in the business know. And it's something – that's John's choice. That's how he chose to conduct business. It sucks, but – you know, you you when you're there, you you want you get a, a spot, you you try to protect it, but it, it really sucks because it, it it's ungrateful and it, it's not because there's everybody helps make each other there. You know what I mean? And that's like that's one of the things I'm very proud of. I've never politicked out of anything because you, I mean, like never, not once, never. I'm like I'm not losing to that person. No, like that's very telling. And I said John is great in the ring, and I'll never talk bad about John in the ring. But there's personal stuff. You know, and I think outside, I'm happy he's having success and other things. I'm not going to talk, but but personally, man, I and I have my fair share of stories, and I just it's not how I conduct business. It's not how a lot of people. And uh, I commend Hager for having the courage to just at least mention it because you do get hate from people that be like, "Oh, you're just bitter or angry." No, you're just telling a true fact on what happened right. over a thing, and it, it sucks because it's entertainment, and that John was already at that point made too. Why wouldn't you help elevate? See, that's part of the problem of the roster we saw in Vincent. They have their model too, but then you got Cena in there when he picks his spots to stop guys. We saw this multiple times. 
it sucks. And it's not, I I don't agree with it, but that's how he chose to do business. And, you know, I think it's good that Hager mentioned that. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, uh, the the Bella twins who are kind of linked to Cena, I guess. (laughs) Um, (laughs) More ways than one, more ways than one. Uh, at least Nikki, but they, they did an interview this past week and they uh, they said they want to have another run in WWE and go after the, the women's tag team titles. So they have not closed the door on uh, on a, on working for WWE. Didn't they retire? I, I don't no. know if they officially said they re- I think actually I do think they officially said they're retired, but you know what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's what I was just like. No, Um yeah, if they think they can go back and, you know, when you're, you got to just, you know, it's like, you know, what I want wanting to go back and been out of the game for a couple of years and knowing like in TV wrestling for four and a half years right now, I know I got to really like, I'm, I'm confident as ever, but, I, and I know I do the work, but you got to like, it, it, it's work. Like you got to get in the ring and do the work too. And that, that's the last phase for me. And I'm very aware, aware of it. You know, we've seen it too with guys like Goldberg that go back and they don't get in the ring really. They do the weight room thing and it doesn't translate nearly as well. Granted, he's not with his style, doesn't that maybe necessarily the shorter matches, maybe not as big of a deal. But if they're going back, you just gotta today too, you gotta you gotta make sure like you gotta you gotta step up your game because you got talent that are young and hungry going out there every day or training routinely, you know, and you wanna step in. It's not to say, you know, putting together one match is one thing. But if you're trying to come back for on a more regular term basis, you just got to be prepared to, to to get back in the game mentally and physically. And I think sometimes for people, I think when you away mentally, it could, it could be the hardest part, you know, to put yourself back in. They got families now. They're it's not the same. You, you age, you know, it, it's that's why I won't change my training. I train the same way that I did like it, it keep because I don't want to lose that. I don't want to I don't want to forget that. And uh, in in but they've obviously given birth. It's a different ball game, but uh, I love men. They're super popular. People love them. They've had all the success in the world. If that's what they want to do, as long as, you know, just go back and give it your all. I mean, you could argue they're more well-known than almost everyone on that roster. Absolutely. Yeah. By Um, far. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of retirement, uh, the undertaker, he's uh, they're doing Mm -hmm. his final farewell at the survivor series next week. Uh, we have an interview with Savio Vega at WrestlingInc.com, and he confirmed that he's going to be there. And uh, a lot of his old Bone, Screw, Bone Skull Crew uh, members are going to be there. So you, Rikishi will be there, Papa Shango, uh, the God, you know, the Godfather, uh, the Godwins will be there. So um, they're treating it like it's the real deal. I saw that, and I think that's pretty cool, man. Godfather, he's a good follow on Instagram. I see him at the gym every once in a while out here too. Such a nice guy. And man, but he had a lot of moments with Undertaker throughout his career at various points. And then that whole crew of guys, bunch of big, huge guys, man, you put those guys next to that. that, I would like to see that group of guys with today's talent. Like those were some big guys, man, height wise and just, just size wise overall. But yeah, they, uh, I think that's going to be a good trip down memory lane. And I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm happy for all of those guys. They get to go have that moment. I think that's, as you get older in life and you see, you realize how special moments are, you know, those guys held that roster up for, for what majority of the nineties and, and probably past that a bit, you know, Godfather was there. I mean, for a long time and, and always, and always figured in. And part of that, man, those guys are those, are, you know, who I grew up watching. So I have nothing but love and respect for them. And, and you know, 
and they get to have that moment and go be around because you don't always see the guys, you know, after you leave and stuff. So I think it's yeah. going to be a cool moment for all of them. Uh, you mentioned those, you know, those are some big guys. The Undertaker was actually asked in an interview this week with Yahoo and the rap about how much time of uh, how much time uh, the WWE championship should be um, placed on a big guy. And uh, Undertaker said that size is important. He, uh, he said, it doesn't necessarily have to be a big, big guy, but we have stretched the realms of reality some ways with some of our champions. When you see some of the guys that they have to work with, it's like, okay, I get it. We're sports entertainment. But my whole goal when I went to the ring, I don't care if you're smart, not smart, whatever. I want people thinking this dude's legit. And if I hit people, if I hit somebody, I want people in the front row going, no, dude, he hit him. I don't care what happened in the match before. He just lit him up. This is on. So it's hard. We're starting to get a little bit of an influx of big guys, but it's just kind of where, because there's so much new talent, you can't put the title on a guy just because he's big. And back in the day, we had a ton of big guys. He said, you got to fit someone in the middle of the road, a guy that you'll believe working with a big guy, but can also work with a little guy. But there are certain guys that we've had. I won't bring in names, but I just don't buy it. I don't buy this as my champion. It's not any fault of their own other than they're physically not able to match up against certain people. 100% valid points. And I, that's, I think it's one of the deals you you're asking people. It's like a movie. You suspend your belief. You don't want to be questioning that you're watching a movie when you watch it seeing, you know what I mean? Like, and that's with wrestling, it's, it's much the same. And I think that's one of the things we've gotten to. It is entertainment. And like, I, I'm on both sides. I do see all sides of this. And what happens though, is when you start stretching it too far, now, then that's where the audience starts going away, though, because it you lose that the whole goal of it, even though it's entertaining, is when you're watching it, you want to forget you're watching phony fake wrestling. Mm -hmm. You want to get into it and you don't want to be embarrassed about watching it. And if you got a 120 pound person taking down a 400 pound man with ease with all these orchestrated spots, you're just like. You, you can't suspend your belief for that. You can't. So I think Undertaker, he's he's spot on, man, with all that. And that's not being – and that's not to say you can't – you have all these guys on the roster. You just have to use them and get them over in a way where you're not trying to get them over in the – in, like they don't have to be the, the world heavyweight champion to be the most over person on the show. If you're, if you're creative enough and use guys the right way, you know, UFC with the weight divisions and fighting, Bellator, all these, you have lightweights that are huge draws. Conor McGregor. You know, you put you can't if you put Connor in the ring with the, the with, with the big heavyweights. Right. That's not to say that Connor can't. Not, let's not let you never discount anyone, but it it, it 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 he's in for some trouble if he you know even though you put a Brock Lesnar in there with him, right. that's a huge weight advantage and it, it's a huge in fighting where you but you don't even put those in the, you don't put your stars in that position to begin with. Where wrestling, every once in a while you can because it is wrestling a Ray Mysterio and a Kevin you know whatever. And a Kevin Nash, whatever it is, something the Rand where you do it occasionally, but you can't do it too much. And that's what I mean, you can. It's wrestling, you can, but it it really I think Undertaker man is is spot on with his assessment of that. And that's a, it's opinion opinion. I have my opinion, you know, it, it's it, it, but that's kind of the business model of WWE. And it's tough when you put a, a smaller guy there, because you gotta have it mapped out that who's he gonna work, who's he gonna avoid. You know, but then oftentimes you just see it's the same. He just beats whoever he's in there with or what, like it, it's it could be tough.
Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, wrestling, you're supposed to suspend your disbelief, but there's only so much you can, you know, if, uh, before it turns into, before it gets ridiculous. So I totally get Undertaker's point. Uh, for St- Star Wars fans, Sasha Banks uh, is in The Mandalorian. Her episode mm-hmm. dropped today, so uh, you can check that out. Very nice. Congratulations on that. That's a big role. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, that show has a lot of buzz. Uh, Got baby Yoda behind me right now. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Tony Khan got a little bit of flack this week. Uh, before Dynamite, he tweeted out that the balance of power in wrestling will shift tonight. Yeah. And that got people going all crazy, wondering if Brock is coming in or if, uh, if uh, you know, uh, AEW is going to work with New Japan. And it just turned out that Pac returned and uh, they had done a vignette for him last week. So it's kind of a Dixie Carter kind of thing where over-promising. I remember there was one time where Dixie Carter teased a gigantic surprise that will change wrestling. Ended up being Tommy Dreber. But in her defense, she had been working on getting on P- Paul Heyman and it didn't mm-hmm. finalize. Nope. I think that is, I think that's the beginning though of them and Cody's mentioned. Um, they're going to be expanding and doing things that they think people, maybe their, their original fan base probably didn't know they were going to do or didn't think this is a long-term, that was a long-term message. That wasn't a one show message. And it was, but Pox a great, is a great talent. He's been gone for eight months. Yeah. And, uh, but it's the, you know, they have in Shaq on the show, which is, you know, Shaq, but he's, he's, the guy has a huge following for them. Just get raising, getting these big stars on the show, raising awareness for this new wrestling company. It's, you know, and here's the thing though, God forbid people are going to complain regardless. So that's in wrestling. Very rarely you just, or when you make an announcement, you know, Vince with the back in the day when Vince, whatever it was where he was the, what was the thing where Vince was the, the unveil was Vince. Right, the the uh, higher power. The higher power, yeah. Like it's never. I mean, everyone. It, it always. I remember being a kid and being like, "Oh man, that didn't really, you know, that didn't seem." I, I thought it was going to be something else. It's always kind of those are tough to to do, but at least you create some excitement where you get people to tune in and generate a little bit of excitement that's kind of gone in today's wrestling. And in, in my opinion, if you look at it, where. Maybe they're 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 saying and down the road there's going to be some surprises coming in and there is going to be a balance of power. And he has you don't you don't give him everything at once, man. I could tell you right now if they would have signed Brock, he would have gotten so much shit from people. That how dare you're gonna he's gonna like I, I people are gonna complain. You can't listen to that wrestling audience. The the sooner and I, I know I know they're aware of this. And it, it's great you do what you do to get to get going and and you you, you listen. But you you don't listen. You you have a game plan and you execute. And they got some good minds there, man. And that like it's it's going to be good. Like I already know it's going to be good. And I really do think I'm telling you they're going to be the number one promotion with what they're doing. WWE as big as they are, I'm telling you AEW is the future. It is is 100 the future of pro wrestling. So you may as well get used to it. They treat and they treat the wrestlers better. So every fan should be so pumped for that. For your favorite wrestlers, because the only reason you watch wrestling is because of the wrestlers. You don't watch it because of the actual brand. So right. that's man, I'm all I think it's he's gonna get he's gonna get flack no matter what he does. There's people because it's that fan base, they're the only ones they're not they always complain. You know it, they always complain. 
about everything. They don't, they don't talk about what they like. They only talk about what they don't like, not only in wrestling, but in life. And you just have to wash them out and just stay to the game plan and keep putting out great content and learning from the mistakes. And the, it's as a wrestler, I'm excited what they're doing. So, yeah. Um, and you had mentioned Shaq. Jade Cargill uh, was introduced on this past week. Uh, yeah. Past week's episode of Dynamite. I mean, she's got super look. Clearly, she's got promo skills. It was her first promo ever. So, uh, yeah. granted, uh, it probably went a little long, but she's got a ton of potential. She was signed to a multi-year deal with AEW. So, uh, and she's close with Shaq. So that's part of the reason they're bringing Shaq in. Now, the one thing I was kind of surprised about with the Shaq thing was it didn't really generate any uh, media publicity, um, but it does seem like they're headed in that direction. Cody versus Shaq. Shaq was supposed to wrestle. Re- sheesh, that's hard to say. <laughs> Shaq was supposed to wrestle Big Show at WrestleMania a couple years ago. That fell apart. He did appear in the Battle Royal at, at WrestleMania 32. But uh, yeah, so that's it. Seems like that's where they're headed. And and congratulations to her for that. And you know, I you know, Brandy, I thought cut a hell of a fiery promo at her. Like Brandy. I because I missed I actually had birthday dinner that night and missed I I that was the first episode I'd missed of Dynamite and I went back and caught a few parts and that was one of them that I caught and I go man Brandy that was a hell of a she was fired up and uh, I didn't see did Shaq actually show up on that or no no she no. didn't actually show up right no he was actually at the pay per view backstage they showed him backstage but yeah yeah he wasn't on this show. I will tell you, from a wrestler standpoint, and Shaq being retired, like I do question, you know, Cody, obviously, Cody's a smart guy. Right. Whatever they're doing, there's something figured in. Cody, though, has that is into in getting the crossover appeal and, and understanding and, and, and learning from his dad how valuable that is as attracting new viewers to the show. And he's doing it. He's not putting one of the other wrestlers in a position. It's, it's himself. And like I think he'll know how to work that match to the best of his ability to have it make sense for for whatever whatever it is it's more than just a match there's some sort of story going on here cody cody's a storyteller and there will be there will be a story figured in so that that is where i'm intrigued is what story are they going to tell me with this not so much about the match i just know the match is gonna is gonna be a piece of the story so i think i i don't think it's a bad move man at least at least they're giving a shack wrestling WWE can never pull the deal off. Well, yeah, yeah, and and if you look at you know to your point about bringing in a out outside star, I mean, you look at when WWE had their big periods of growth. Well, the first one was with Mr. T and helped yeah. a lot. Then they tried it with Lawrence Taylor. That one didn't work when they were nosediving. Then Mike Tyson, and that helped you know spawn the Attitude Era. So if done right, it can make a big difference. And it opens the door for other big guests because you start you start adding those people to your network. They're like, well, and you reach out to someone like, oh, well, Shaq did it, and like it was a good little deal. It got a lot of publicity. It's very very smart. Yeah, I like it. They, they've done that with other people. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people honestly have, don't know about AEW, so it just gets that name out there. So it does, and then you start seeing people that you saw before on WWE or other people, and then you see their new stars, and then all of a sudden you have a new fan. It's part of the process, and you can't listen to the hardcores. You cannot listen to them. You got to shut them out and just put earmuffs onto them and let them and let let them and Meltzer type on their keyboard lies and just keep building. And I'm telling you, they're going to go to the promised land, and wrestling is going to be. I honestly, I'm excited, man. Yeah. Now this is kind of uh, 
this is an interesting thing. WWE announced the 18th annual WWE tribute to the troops. It'll air on Fox on Sunday, December 6th. Now, this is actually kind of a huge deal because it's going to be airing in uh, adjacently with the NFL games. So they're going to get a lot of the 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 lead in from the NFL. So they could potentially be, you know, an NFL game nowadays on, on Sunday right now is doing about 15 million viewers. So if they hold on just a fraction of that audience, you're talking four to five million viewers. It'll be the most watched WWE show this year, um, probably almost guaranteed. So the, the the people with an NFL match airing at 1 p.m. Eastern will watch Tribute to the Troops at 4.30 Eastern, whereas the ones in the locations where there's an NFL game at 4.05 Eastern, they can watch the special at 3 p.m. Eastern. So. Again, there's a you know usually these are kind of throwaway shows that are just yeah. meant to be happy, but this might be one of those rare occasions where you might want to do a little more because there is going to be a huge amount of people tuning in. Yeah, that's uh, a good business decision on their part. If that's with that lead in, if that in, and but it will be telling if they don't get that number. That's going to be right. That's going to be disappointing on their end, especially from a, seeing that. And that's what that's the the percentage they they want to see. So I don't know, Matt. Yeah, I, I think it's good, though. It's a good it, – we'll see what happens. I think no doubt, though, I think it is going to be one of their best numbers, if not the best one of the year. So, Yeah. Uh, and speaking of which, to the ratings, last Friday's SmackDown did 2.315 million viewers on Fox. Now, what's even more impressive with that is that is uh, when the election hadn't been called yet and they were expecting Joe Biden to speak that night. So it's against a lot of news coverage it did its best number. Um, yeah, I, I believe it's the best number since the pandemic started. Did you say 2.5? 2.315. 2.3, okay. Yeah, the best since uh, the post-WrestleMania show. And the uh, the Bailey versus Sasha Banks match that opened the show did two point over 2.5 million viewers. So it's the most watched match since March. Oh, wow. Uh, on anything. So, and then, and then the rating dropped from there. It dropped 15% by the end. Um, but... It was a it was a big success in that Sasha versus Bailey match. That was a, that was a big deal. Yeah, and those those two always seem to do well, and it's you know they've been there a bit now, and and uh, you can't argue that you know in pulling those numbers, they have to be happy about that. And and for SmackDown, considering everything going on, that seems to it's definitely the the top show with with numbers wise with them, and whatever they're doing over there, you know, you got to see well. I think it's just more of the talent, maybe not the talent specifically, but it, that raw had a lot of new people on it the last year with everything with COVID, which really, really hurts in my opinion. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, yeah, I don't, we just got to see, I, I don't, I I'm, I'm genuinely, I genuinely want to see what the ratings come back with overall for all promotions. Yeah. Cause this whole year has been a throwaway. Did we lose? Did we lose another chunk? Like we've been losing, you know, it looks like that is the case, but we got to wait and just see, like I said. So, but right. in the meantime, it's survival mode at week to week. And that is at least to breathe a little easier this week on their end. Right. Uh, Raw uh, this past week, they were uh, up slightly to up 2% this past week. I, the ratings this week were kind of surprising because you didn't have the, the strong news coverage. But uh, for the most part, they were only up a little bit. Raw was yeah. up 2%. Uh, they did 1.656 million viewers. Uh, it started with 1.85 million in the first hour, and then kind of nosedived after that. The second hour did 1.69 million. The third hour did 1.532. Uh, 
both the sec the second hour is their fifth lowest second hour ever and the third hour was the fifth lowest third hour ever so uh you know again uh just a, a, it was that first hour that really got it uh, and then it just went downhill from there that's been the theme it's tough i mean Three hours to have people watch on a show that's not firing on all cylinders is, is it's a it's a tough sell and people are tuning out. We got you have so many options today, you know. To the and we got it for all wrestling programs. You got to look at we like the viewing habits have changed so drastically with all of us with the options we have and people having their cell phones while watching shows and it's a lot harder to keep people's attention and let alone three hours, no crowds, even though you got the Thunderdome. It, it's, and you've lost your big, big stars. You know, today's top stars were, were kind of, a lot of them were not booked as well the last five, six years for a good uh, outside of a couple. So it, it's, or a few, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's just changed. There's a lot of things working against them on that. So. And they're going to have a tough, like in building new stars, it's it's something you got to be looking at that. Like, but I don't know that I don't, like I've said, it's not the business model there and it's just the way that it is. And, um, you know, here it is. Raw's their, their, in most people's opinion, I would say Raw's probably their worst of the three shows. Yeah, absolutely. That third hour just is brutal. And yeah. uh, you're not going to get in new fans because how are you going to get new fans to sample a show that's three hours long? Yeah. So it's it's a problem. Um, AEW and NXT uh, last week they faced the night after the election. Uh, you know where it, it, everything was still in motion, and uh, so I think a lot of people were expecting uh, big gains, especially for AEW because yeah. they were coming off a of pay per view. But they they only did six hundred seventy four uh, seven hundred sixty four thousand viewers, okay. up six point seven percent from last week, but down twenty one percent from last year when they had their post full full gear episode. NXT, they were up uh, 4% from last week. They did 632,000 viewers. Uh, they were down. Uh, they were down. Da, 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 da. They were also down last from last year. I believe it was 15%. Yeah. So uh, 16% from last year. So uh, a mixed bag. They're both up. Um, I, and uh, But yeah, still uh, still down from last year where they were last year. And too, I think with AEW specifically, you know, not having crowds, I think it, it's there are a, there's a portion of wrestling fans that won't watch wrestling without the crowds that have left right now. I do think a portion of them are going to come back once once. That's why I was saying I'm really interested to see what they're like. I'm specifically inter interested in seeing AEW numbers with full crowds with what they're doing. But, you know, even like I, and I caught, you know, like when Darby Allen came running out to make the save for Cody. It's like that would, I think, under normal circumstances, been a pretty fired up reaction for the crowd, especially with the momentum he's been given a little bit and, and built up. And there's no energy there for it because there's no, there's not enough people. Right. So it, it, it and that comes off on TV and it's nobody's fault. Right. You can't get it, you can't have energy if there's no energy there. You can't have the reaction if there's, you know, a, a stadium where the people are spread out and that even if they are loud as can be, it's not going to come off nowhere near the same as a full audience. So you're like these moments that are really key moments right now happening in wrestling, specifically for AEW on, on multiple things, that reaction's not coming across on TV. So the people can't feel that excitement. Mm -hmm. That and that and that's why it's just right now, this is the forgotten period in wrestling. But the shows, they have to try. They can't not try. They can't like they you know what I mean? So you're in a really tough position. 
Like you got to put out a product. You got to try to do things. It just so happens. It's like, let's just, it's survival mode right now. Let's just get through this. And then it, it when the, 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 the crowd is back, hopefully those numbers start coming back and they can keep building on top of that with, with what they're doing. But it, 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 it hurts, man, not having a crowd. And I honestly, and, it, and this is for all promotions, the numbers would not be this low for any of the promotions if they were full crowds right now. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, it's kind of a lost year in a lot of ways as far as wrestling goes, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, still, um, hopefully this point next year, we'll look back and be like, can you believe that? That seems like so long ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it's all we could hope for. I think everyone, man, is of the, the we all want to, yeah. This is this has been a crazy year, and we're here and talking. They're talking about other shutdowns again, and some places are. And it's right. hopefully that vaccine, though, is uh, that, that's good news as far as if that's what it's going to take to get things going again. But yeah, we're just yeah. we'll see what the conversation is. It's a week to week thing, right? Yeah. So. Well, uh, we started a little bit late today, but uh, you guys next week will get more of your comments in for sure. And uh, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, Ryback, and thank you for having me on. Likewise, Raj, anything to plug to wrap up this week? Uh, keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. Uh, again, as always, we've got tons of interviews, uh, exclusives. Uh, you know, It's been very newsworthy. We've been just recently just had Savio Vega, like I mentioned, Court Bauer, uh, talking about MLW's restart, uh, MJF, uh, Rocky Romero. So keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. <clears throat> Good deal. And this week I have David Benoit on the Ryback Show, guys, if you want to check that out on all podcast platforms, on Ryback Rules on Twitch and Ryback TV here on YouTube. And Feed Me More Nutrition, available on feedmemore.com. New customers can save 20% with discount code NEWCUSTOMER. Returning customers can save 10% with discount code PODCAST10. Thank you very much for listening. You've just listened to another episode of the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. Feed me more.